I have to say, this topic has been part of any news and current affairs agenda for a heck of a long time, and we've come a long way. We really have substance abuse. There's something about the opioid crisis that really changed that in a lot of people's minds, and year after year, war on drugs, just changing our whole mindset. And one of the big dilemmas is how do you help people who are still using, and that was seen as a no-no so many years ago, and now reality and positivity has sunk in. Today we're going to talk about Casey House, which has now become the first Ontario Hospital to provide a safe space and a safe supervised space for substance use. And the program was just launched this week, and I would like to welcome Dr. Ed Kucharski, who is Chief Medical Officer at Casey House. Dr. Kucharski, welcome. How are you? Thank, thank you very much, Arlene. Thanks for having me today. It is a long time coming, and look at how much we've changed our mind on this. Ed, how did it feel to launch this? It, it felt fantastic. It felt like we we're doing, as you say, really great uh, work. And it has been a bit of a journey for us. And, you know, I, I think you mentioned earlier on, you know, the war on drugs. And I was reflecting on, you know, growing up in the 1980s and how, you know, drugs were equated as bad mm -hmm. and somehow that, you know, had kind of transposed onto people being bad who use drugs. And, you know, we're looking at this more so now as a health issue and not a moral issue. And how do we help people the most? And I, I think by having supervised consumption services at Casey House, we're going to be able to meet people where they're at um, and allow them to gain access to healthcare. Because a lot of the time when people are using substances, that's a huge barrier uh, for them to get care. How does this stop the cycle? Because that has been the dilemma. How do you help people when they're still on the down and low, when they're still using? And if you don't help them at that moment, you get there at a completely different point in the cycle. As you said, you're going to meet them where they're at. How much could that change the outcome? I think it could change the outcome dramatically. And, you know, I wouldn't, it's a complicated um, sort of environment in some ways because the cycle could be different for many different right. people. Mm -hmm. And so, so, you know, the cycle for one person may be stopping using completely and we can help them do that. But for a good number of people who use sub substances, abstinence is not going to be part of their care plan. And no matter, you know, how many uh, ways that we can offer and try uh, to get people off substances, there will be a subset of people who don't. And I think that we need to be really mindful of that. And, you know, the outcome of this is actually because it, drug supply over the number, past number of years has become increasingly toxic, meaning it has more dangerous uh, substances in it. We're actually going to be saving lives. So I would say for, my, for me, that's the most important or dramatic outcome uh, of having a supervised consumption site as part of our health services. How does it work when a user arrives at Casey House? How does this new program work? So they're going to be supported by our staff and clients will have access from, we actually have an outpatient and an inpatient uh, supervised consumption uh, service site. But if they're coming in from uh, our outpatient uh, side, they're going to have access to three different booths where they can consume their substances. So that might include snorting, injecting, or eating. 
Our staff are there to support them and monitor them uh, and provide safer consumption supplies. And that might be something like clean needles. Um, and after the drugs are consumed, uh, clients move to a lounge area where they're monitored uh, for about 30 minutes by trained staff uh, for any adverse reactions, such as an overdose. And that's that critical time in which we're able to provide oxygen if someone is not getting enough oxygen or even uh, reverse an overdose with a medication called naltrexone. Um, this is also a space where we can connect with our clients to offer them other healthcare services, which could be physiotherapy, mental health uh, support, and, and other primary care services from our nurse practitioner. Is there a program to help people get off that substance use? Um, certainly, that's part of our toolkit, I would say, that we, we offer that in many, many of the care instances that uh, in we, when we interact with uh, clients. And, you know, there's a number of different options for people, uh, whether they be through our community partners or there are some other services in which we substitute the opioid. And, uh, you may be familiar with something called methadone, and some of our clients will go on methadone. Uh, there's another type of approach in which we provide a safer supply of opioids. So as I mentioned before, the opioid supply that people are getting from unregulated drugs is quite toxic and has all of these ingredients in it that can really put people at risk. And so there is more of a movement now or, or an approach to prescribe opioids that are cleaner, that we know what's in them so people can use them in a safer way. What does this do to the mindset of those who have this challenge when they feel supported, they're not on the run, they're speaking about it. I mean, what's the psychology that can help people all of a sudden look around the room? I can imagine saying, maybe I can do this other thing. I, I would say the psychology or maybe the response is relief uh, that we, we see people and we, we hear them and we accept them. And I think in a lot of ways, I think of a, a client who may be on our inpatient ward who needs to be there, say they're getting treated for their pneumonia. And you know they, they may choose to either leave our hospital to go use drugs if we didn't have a supervised consumption service, or they may use uh, drugs in secret and that puts them at risk of overdose if they're not uh, being monitored. So I think that you know one, it's relief that people uh, are being recognized and we're trying to meet them where they're at or accept them for who they are are, but also that we're going to be able to meet their health needs uh, in, in a non-judgmental uh, way. Where do you think this is going to go? Casey House, the first Ontario hospital to do it. Do you think it's going to expand? I mean, have we all the, all our mindset changing about drugs? I mean, we're even looking to use uh, illegal drugs that were illegal therapeutically. It's a huge switcheroo here. I, I really do hope it is going to expand. Um, and move to other uh, healthcare uh, agencies and organizations and other hospitals uh, as well. And in fact, we've already got a lot of interest from our hospital partners uh, asking us how we did this. And uh, so that's really reassuring uh, for me to hear. And, and I'm very optimistic about uh, the services that we can provide across Ontario as we move forward. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Ed Kucharski, who is the Chief Medical Officer at Casey House. Cheers to you, Ed. Big week. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks, Arlene. All right, there we go. You know, I remember Casey House and becoming one of the first places um, to open and offer specific needs in a lot of ways to AIDS patients when they were turned away so many years ago. And there they are, breaking new ground again.